What's up, y'all? This is uh, episode two of the uh, Married Life and Bank Trapping podcast. Uh, I'm the bank trapper here to get your bank vault booming. And this is my beautiful wife here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Fatima. Fatima the who? <laughs> Fatima the banker. And so uh, what we're uh, going to be talking about today after my wife gets to finish doing a little bit more uh, background on her story is we're going to talk about... Um, how roles are viewed um, from a feminine and masculine um, aspect in a relationship uh, when doing business together and how uh, are these traditional thought of roles uh, beneficial, harmful, and uh, break down uh, some different thoughts uh, that are taking place on there. So um, first, uh, let's uh, kick it off with my wife so she can go into a little bit more detail about um, her background and how... uh, she uh, decided to seek financial empowerment. So pretty much um, um, a little bit about me is that I am one of four children to a single mom. Um, she, we pretty much were, you know, grew up, well, I pretty much grew up in a single family household. Um, we moved so much back and forth from Colorado to Oklahoma, just, you know, kind of not really having um, stability. Um, And I know my mom, she took care of us the best that she knew how. But um, along the way, you know, we went from being poor, living on, you know, sleeping on people's couches and spare bedrooms and stuff like that, to me um not really knowing how to take you know take care of myself and you know seeking uh seeking attention from you know men or not really men but just from males because I seen just from watching my mom how she was and um that led me to be a, a teen mom and so as I was growing up financially, um, being that, you know, my mom was taking care of all four of us, you know, on her own, I'd see her, you know, hop, you know, job to job and trying to make ends meet. And she never really budgeted. But what I did see her do was she would write out all of her bills. She'd write them down all on one piece of paper, but she still, she wasn't really, she only did that so she can know which bills she had to pay she didn't really set aside money for like savings and for planning for, you know, the future and stuff like that. So um, she didn't really, we didn't really have anybody to learn from about how to handle finances. And so um, when my husband got sent away um, after our son was born, um, I didn't like the little bit of financial knowledge that I did learn was from him, which was, um, a little bit of budgeting, but like how to save. Um, But how I was saving when he was gone was I would, whatever bills I had to pay, I'd pay, but then I'd try to spend as less money as possible, but I was still spending all of my money. So I was getting more stuff, paying less and paying less, um, which uh, was an issue um, now with me not really knowing the value of things that I purchased. And so now just seeing those things and not wanting my, um, 
our kids to be in a situation where they don't know about finances and where, you know, being able to be in a household where we do budget, where we are teaching them how to better manage their money um, is really great. And so that's what led me here um, and through our journey of, you know, being with ABS and even before ABS, the past three years, we, how we were, you know, budgeting and how we were just trying to find the right way and the right places to put our money so that we can leave a legacy and become financially free. And so um, one of the things that I always um, strive to do is um, I don't believe in a lot of the traditional roles and how they've been taught and how um, a lot of men I noticed um, culturally uh, would put their women in a position to where they had to rely on them. And a lot of guys know what they're doing when they do that. You know, they look for a trophy wife. They want to be the breadwinner. There's a lot of control and different ego things taking place. And uh, I was always a firm believer that uh, I never wanted a trophy wife. Um, if she can't help uh, run the bag up with me, I don't want her. And so um, I also understood, though, that there has been intentionally a dumbing down of women. And so um, I believe that there should be uh, an empowerment that you have in your household so that way you can work as a unit. Now, is there feminine and masculine roles? For sure. Am I the head of my household? Yes, I am the head of my household. Yet my wife is extremely powerful. I know that if a situation goes down, I can rely on my wife to help even hold down and protect the household. I can uh, talk to my wife about crypto and different things like that. And that wasn't originally her interest um, because she didn't believe that she could do those things. And so what I did is I introduced those things to her. So um, when she talked about how the little bit of finances that she did learn, she picked up from me. Um, on my end, looking at that, I really believe that um, she was having to fight several different stereotypes taking place. So yeah. she watched her mother um, mangle finances. What's up with it, King? And so um, her mother, like she said, uh, herself, you know, seeking attention from men and things like that. And so when you do that, um, men being predatory um, in negative ways will use that as an advantage to take control over a lot of women. Yeah. And so um, for you, how do you feel when you um, first started learning about finances from me versus, well, what, or a better question is, what do you feel was that that big shift that allowed you to break those mental shackles that you had before as a woman to now being somebody who understands wealth and is passionate about building wealth. So uh, for me, um, like even before, um, because when we moved down here, we literally had nothing. And that was one of the things for me that was like, okay, well, I'm tired of struggling. You know, how can I, 
what can I do to um, do better? But like, I thought that just having a job and being able to help provide and help being able to just at least manage the finances would help. And up until last year, the beginning of last year, or even like a little bit before the beginning of last year, knowing like, okay, well, this is like being able to help my family um, progress and get better in finances, I'm going to need to shift my mindset. And so it wasn't until I started being able to really fully open, like start to really open my mind up to having beliefs, having a passion, um, being able to have goals, um, where that, which was hindering me because I didn't have any beliefs. I didn't have um, any, I, I wasn't setting any goals. And so my mind was just like I was so stuck on um people hurting me and you know the situation that I was in stuck in my head with you know past traumas and trying to make everybody else the bad guy instead of trying to move on from situations and so um the end of was it the end of night 2019 when I started actually um, studying more of Islam and actually taking in, taking it, actually taking it in and taking it serious and looking further and deeper. Um, and we went through Ramadan is when I really was like, dang, I really want to be there for my family. And the way that I can be there for my family is if I'm mentally stable, if I can come out of what you know my head and stop procrastinating stop you know trying to make everything just about me and what I'm going through it's really about everything and everybody that's you know that's involved and so um being able to do that helped me to not continue to make mistakes and the reason why I was making mistakes was because I was living out of fear fear that I was going to probably not see my son, um, which uh, he's in Oklahoma, and fear that I was going to lose my husband from telling him the truth of my infidelities. Um, so just being able to shift my mindset and open my mind more last year had made it to where I was able to better help with the finances, like setting goals and setting plans of what we you know what can we invest in what can you know because um one of the one of the way okay one of the things that we had gotten interested in was bitcoin right and so i was interested in bitcoin way before even last year i would see it but then i you know see like the fake pages and stuff like that people trying to scam right and so i was telling my we should you know get this that happened at the beginning of the year last year and me being able to do that was because I was able to open my mind up more to help to see where we needed to put our money and, and so, so that, yeah no I think that's a really good point and so talking about that fear right you know people <laughs> only fear what they understand what they don't understand and mm -hmm. so um, a lot of times, especially um, as black peoples, 
there's an uh, 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 extreme amount of fear. And so um, we had watched a uh, video today that was very, very good. And uh, the brother asked this woman, he said, uh, do you think that women could survive without men? And from my experiences, 99% of women say, hell yeah, I can survive without men. I don't need no man. I don't need no nigga in my life. And so he was like, okay, what do you think is the, if, 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 if Thanos could snap his fingers right now, boom, men turned into dust. What do you think is the percentage of women who are running the power plants, picking up the trash, uh, who are uh, gathering the food, who are doing everything infrastructure related? How many percentage of that is women? And so she didn't really want to answer that. And so she was like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know, there's, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of like a slap in the face to say, and he was like, she was like, well, it's an inconsequential amount. He's like, okay, well, give me an inconsequential number then out of a hundred, how many? And so, you know, still coming and seeing the light of this situation and really seeing it like, you know, she threw out a, a, what she even still considered was a high number. And she said 5%. And he was like, yeah. he was like, you know what? He's like, I'm going to give you 20%. And this is a quadrupling of her number times four. She put, he, he threw a four on that joint and was like, there's 400 million people here in the United States. I give you 20% of women running the infrastructure. You have now all men gone. Boom. What happens to all the nuclear power plants? What happens to all the power grids? What happens to all of... Uh, the uh, freighters and the trains and everything shipping goods, how does that get to where it needs to go before you starve and die? He's like, I'm not even gonna put in the fact of anything crashing or anything. He said, I'll say everything, all the planes and everybody just landed safely and the people are here. Now power plants and everything though still need to be maintained. And then her response was, oh, well you, you're making it seem, uh, yeah, we can definitely, and that's crazy. We talked about that. We can, we can apply that to race too. <clears throat> We're gonna get into that though too. Um, that's gonna be on on a, on, a, on another podcast though uh, episode. But you one hundred percent were actually, you know, we're gonna have to do we have to figure out a way where we could all, you know, you and I, all three of us, uh, talk on that because I would yeah. really love your input on that one too. <laughs> um, and so uh, he was like, now you have to worry about air quality because remember now all these nuclear power plants and everything they have to be maintained. If everything starts blowing up, now you're gonna have air quality issues, food, all this, you know. And she was like, well. I don't, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You like, you know, she didn't want to answer. She was like, you're making it seem like we can't figure it out. He was like, no, I never said you couldn't figure it out. You have three weeks of survival time if we're being realistic. Do you think you can pick up a manual and use the internet if it's still running and learn how to engineer and maintain all of these things that men have been doing for lifetimes? And then at the end of it, she had to admit like, no, I mean, it's, 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 it doesn't make, we couldn't do it. Yeah, and so it's not that women aren't capable of doing this thing what it is is that um, and like how he says this ties in the race a little bit as well is that this is a white man ruled world and even with white rulership running the world it was still built on the bodies of, of other races of men 
specifically more so to the degree even here in the States of the black man. So the black man truly understands every intensive labor position all the way on through up. And so men could have women disappear. And remember, surviving and the ability to reproduce are different. We're not talking about the ability to reproduce because women need us to reproduce just like we need them to reproduce. We're just talking about being able to live until the day that we die. Pure survival shit. And so when you think on this and understand that this is also part of the design, right? And this was something that I've always didn't, I've always felt disgusted about to a degree because watching my mom get her ass kicked by a man while I was growing up until you couldn't recognize her, I always thought to myself, like, dang, if my mom knew how to use a firearm, she could blow this nigga's head off. We wouldn't have to be in here afraid as kids. Yeah. If my mom understood how to trade, if my mom understood how to run a business, any yeah. of these things, we wouldn't be in a position of having to deal with poverty and she wouldn't be in a position to where she feels like she got to uh, uh, sleep with this dude in order to keep her fit, her kids fed. And so for me and my disgust, watching my mom grow up a slave to a man, I said, you know what? I'm not going to allow myself to be an owner of anybody. I, I don't I didn't want I didn't like how my people have been enslaved. That's why we don't do debt now, because that's voluntary slavery. Um, and some involuntary of you if you don't have the knowledge. And mm -hmm. I will empower whoever I am with because I want my woman to be with me, not because she has to be with me, but because she loves me and she trusts in my vision and who I am. And she sees me as the leader and understands that all of this is fair and all of this is needed. And I want to pass on to you what I have. And so... What I did with my wife was any skill I knew how to have, whether it was changing the, uh, changing the tire or whatever it was, if she was interested in it, I would teach it to her. And if she wasn't interested in it and I thought it was something like, hey, no, you have to know this, I would make that a stipulation. And so now mm -hmm. um, when she had hit on the infidelity issues and stuff like that, I'm not one of them ones who's going to be all in your phone or none of that because also growing up and and uh, as a hood nigga for real I don't believe in saving no hoes she's either yours or she ain't and I don't take ownership of nobody in that context either so you're going to either be with me or you can be with without me and I will allow you to make that choice because I know there's not too many men who view women as deserving power and the ability to choose for self and choose who they want to be with. And so, um, you know, as we were discussing that, my wife had some perspectives on a feminine and how that affects her and her ability. So, you know, I'll kick that off so y'all can hear uh, from her on that. Um, well, just pretty much going back to the video, um, it's crazy to hear, well, because I've always been, you know, wanting to, I've always wanted to learn how to do for myself and, how to do for my kids and everything. And it's definitely different um, being able to actually have a husband and being with somebody that's, you know, want, that actually empowers you to want to do for yourself and making sure that you're set up so that if he, you know, if he is gone, then I'll still be able to provide. 
And so hearing um, the lady say, oh, you know, men can't live without women is just kind of like, you know, thinking back, like, okay, so a lot of women say, oh, I can live without a man, but they're, they're only thinking about, okay, well, men want sex. Well, is that the only thing that you think a man uh, can't live without? Like, I mean, because it's kind of crazy. Like, we think, if you do think about it, men run, like, men, they run all of these, you know, factories, and they work these hard labor jobs and stuff like that. And we, there's a lot of women that are just housewives and homemakers, and they don't want to lift a finger to, you know, even learn skill, basic skills to um, be able to live and fend for themselves. And like, let's say your husband's at work and something happens, somebody tries to break in, well, then you don't know self-defense, you don't know how to shoot, nothing. And so I guess like it was um, different and weird hearing her say that and just thinking about how women, uh, a lot of women don't want to learn these skills whenever I've came from like literally having to do stuff on my own, having to grow up fast, having to, I mean, because we moved so much, I didn't really have friends. I didn't have anybody teaching me things that interest me and which a lot of the skills that I wanted to acquire that I'm acquiring now that I wanted to acquire back then, I'm not, I wasn't able to do that just from having to move around so much and not having the resources, not being able to afford the thing, you know, th uh, the resources to be able to learn those skills. And so it's kind of like when I hear a woman say, um, because I, okay. So one of the examples is um, I came from being Christian and they would frown upon you for having a gun. And my mom, she'd be like, oh, you know, guns are dangerous and stuff like that. Like, you can't have one. Um, and so I lived in fear of touching a gun. And my husband can attest to that because, like, I would not touch no gun, like, at all. And now from that to <laughs> last year being named one of the top five percent at um a gun range for top shooter it's just like okay well dang i've had this skill all along but i just i was living in fear and i was told oh no this is dangerous and so i was i let people scare me and then i kept held on to that fear all the way up until until last year and so it's just if you're if you're gonna be afraid you're going to miss out on opportunities and skills that could help you to, so if you are, if you do come into a situation like somebody breaking into your house or something like that, then you can defend yourself if you're not living in fear. So, and and I, I really agree. And I, I, I could see the change in you from that. And then, you know, I think the last topic, you know, before we get out of here is, um, and this is for me speaking to men and maybe you can, speak to women on a, in a different light on this, but uh, if you have, well, first, before I even get into that, one, as women, a lot of y'all are mad at men as a whole, and y'all blanket us because of poor decisions and who you choose to be a man, right? And so if you see a dude 
um, who is always hanging out late at night, always out, just wilding out and, and just doing different crazy stuff. And this is who you choose to be with. And he's kicking your ass or whatever. That wasn't no man you chose. That was a little boy who's living through insecurity. Um, and so understand there are certain things and certain characters and qualities that you'll see in a man, regardless of where he's at in position at that time, there are certain key factors that you can see that let you know whether this is a man or a boy. And so um, going into the final point of it back toward men, right, is when you guys are picking who you're with as um, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever it is, stop looking and seeking out toxic relationships. That shit ain't cool. And um, it's a situation to where, uh, hey, yeah, that's dope, brother. It's a situation to where um, you got to really um, think about long-term for yourself and uh, for your family because this is the thing that I had mentioned last time that men go and get it. That's our nature. We're adventurous. We can take risks. Risks are important. When you bring that back to your wife, your wife multiplies it. Women multiply things. You give her a seed, she gives you a baby. And so also understand that if your wife knows how to do what you know how to do, but from a feminine aspect, because obviously like if we put this in the sense of like, how, you know, learning to contract and build houses, right? And dealing with this in a woman and, and male relationship sense, you know, uh, should your wife have a big old jackhammer when she's out there helping you uh, do development? No, that's something that a man should do. Obviously, physically, that is not convenient. But what your wife can do is she can definitely swing a hammer. And then using tools and smaller tools gives her the ability to have another type of connection to you, to the work, and a different level of, uh, of sustainability and empowerment, as well as she is able to negotiate deals with you because there's places that you won't be able to go and talk to people that she can go to and talk to people. And so when you're out there developing houses, building houses, getting contracts and different things of that nature, now you have two heads who understand business. And so as men being strategic the way we are, we need to really view um, who we get in the relationship with, with in a strategic manner as well. Don't just stick your dick anywhere. Have a goal. <laughs> so um, I'm done on that end and I'll let you uh, close us out and say what you have to say. And Okay, so pretty much what I want to hit on um, was what you said about women choosing men so or men choosing women well the same is for women also like one of the things that you had oh, showed shoot. i apologize keep minus you know what i got another uh i apologize <laughs> ah, <she's the laughs> oh wow i'm sorry hey and for real for real like even like a lot of the female because i try to be so different now like even like if a female follows me or anything like that i almost like block it out in a way just because I don't want to have my peripheral any kind of like I really try to be zoned in so I do apologize <laughs> now I'm looking hey I apologize but yeah. 
for what you're doing and everything like that. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So as you yeah. seeking out your men, if you don't have one or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I hope that I'm making a very good example because I promise I try to block out women out of my sight other than my wife. Unless it's business related. And even then, like, like even now, I'm actually trying to get to a point now where um, I won't even uh, be alone with another woman without having somebody else present with me just because I want to bring back what it is um, for quality relationships and having all these different blurred lines and stuff like that. Yeah, sorry about that. I, yeah, I guess I missed that. But um, <laughs> um, so when we're choosing our men, like humanity, she she has you know in mind what she wants. And one of the videos that she had uh, showed me, I don't know if it was you or if it was Micah, but about the woman, the interview with the woman where she was saying that she chooses only to uh date um um men with felonies oh yeah that that uh... you know that beats her up and stuff like that like that just treats her bad and so it's like we can we can choose who we want to be with and then we also need to think that when we do choose who we want to be with how's this person treating me and how's this person going to treat our kids? What kind of future are we going to have? Because a lot of women just think that, Oh, well, as long as I have me a strong, tough man, that's been through, you know, all of this stuff. And it doesn't matter how he treats me. As long as I like, I have a good man, like, no, you need to think about your, yourself too, your self worth, what you're like, because the men that you choose shows what you think you're worth. And so um, one of the books that I've been reading is called Naturally Beautiful. And like when I tell y'all that that literally helped me to see how I need to come back into um, um, contact with my femininity because I didn't realize that a lot of the, the things that I would do that was feminine was I've been, I was being told that I was doing wrong. And so our ideas of how to take care of a man and how to be a good wife is like to the point where it's not even true. And when you take care of your man, you need to make sure that you're also thinking of yourself because how can you take care of a man if you're not taking care of yourself? And so that's, you know, pretty much what I want to leave off with today. Um, and thank everybody for tuning in and we'll be back. Um, every Monday. Yeah, every Monday. <laughs> and thank, like, really thank y'all for supporting us and really tuning in because we're at the beginning, like, of our come up and change. Like, we've been blessed with a lot and is, you know, being, really being grateful for us, you know, everybody that supports us and we can support also. So. Thank you for tapping in. I'm the bank trapper here to get your bank vault booming. And I hope I really brought some value to you. Peace.